Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 138, How to Become an Early Riser, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com, and I'm your narrator, Dr. Neil. Welcome to another edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I read some of the best blogs covering health and fitness, just like an audiobook. And if you didn't know, this is one of four podcasts where we read blogs to you. There's also Optimal Living Daily, where my brother reads to you posts about personal development, Optimal Finance Daily, which has some great tips to get out of debt and make more money, and the new Optimal Startup Daily for entrepreneurs, freelancers, and anyone interested in having their own business. Definitely check those podcasts out if you like the format of this show. On yesterday's show, episode 136, I mentioned how I'm going to try and reincorporate inspiring quotes. Now, I can't promise I'll do it every day like before, but luckily today, Steve Pavlina in this article I'm about to read to you provided one for us. So, let's get right into it and start optimizing your life. How to Become an Early Riser by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com Quote, It is well to be up before daybreak, for such habits contribute to health, wealth, and wisdom. Aristotle Are morning people born or made? In my case, it was definitely made. In my early 20s, I rarely went to bed before midnight and I'd almost always sleep in late. I usually didn't start hitting my stride each day until late afternoon. But after a while, I couldn't ignore the high correlation between success and rising early, even in my own life. On those rare occasions where I did get up early, I noticed that my productivity was almost always higher, not just in the morning, but all throughout the day. And I also noticed a significant feeling of well-being. So, being the proactive goal achiever I was, I set out to become a habitual early riser. I promptly set my alarm clock for 5 a.m. And the next morning, I got up just before noon. Hmm. I tried again many more times, each time not getting very far with it. I figured I must have been born without the early riser gene. Whenever my alarm went off, my first thought was always to stop that blasted noise and go back to sleep. I tabled this habit for a number of years, but eventually I came across some sleep research that showed me that I was going about this problem the wrong way. 
Once I applied those ideas, I was able to become an early riser consistently. It's hard to become an early riser using the wrong strategy, but with the right strategy, it's relatively easy. The most common wrong strategy is this. You assume that if you're going to get up earlier, you'd better go to bed earlier. So you figure out how much sleep you're getting now and then just shift everything back a few hours. If you now sleep from midnight to 8 a.m., you figure you'll go to bed at 10 p.m. and get up at 6 a.m. instead. Sounds very reasonable, but it will usually fail. It seems there are two main schools of thought about sleep patterns. One is that you should go to bed and get up at the same time every day. It's like having an alarm clock on both ends. You try to sleep the same hours each night. This seems practical for living in modern society. We need predictability in our schedules, and we need to ensure adequate rest. The second school says you should listen to your body's needs and go to bed when you're tired and get up when you naturally wake up. This approach is rooted in biology. Our bodies should know how much rest we need, so we should listen to them. Through trial and error, I found out for myself that both of these schools are suboptimal sleep patterns. Both of them are wrong if you care about productivity. Here's why. If you sleep set hours, you'll sometimes go to bed when you aren't sleepy enough. If it's taking you more than five minutes to fall asleep each night, you aren't sleepy enough. You're wasting time lying in bed awake and not being asleep. Another problem is that you're assuming you need the same number of hours of sleep every night, which is a false assumption. Your sleep needs vary from day to day. If you sleep based on what your body tells you, you'll probably be sleeping more than you need. In many cases, a lot more, like 10 to 15 hours more per week, the equivalent of a full waking day. A lot of people who sleep this way get eight plus hours of sleep per night, which is usually too much. Also, your mornings may be less predictable if you're getting up at different times. And because our natural rhythms are sometimes out of tune with the 24-hour clock, you may find that your sleep times begin to drift. The optimal solution for me has been to combine both approaches. It's very simple, and many early risers do this without even thinking about it, but it was a mental breakthrough for me nonetheless. The solution was to go to bed when I'm sleepy, and only when I'm sleepy, and get up with an alarm clock at a fixed time, seven days per week. So, I always get up at the same time, in my case 5 a.m., but I go to bed at different times every night. I go to bed when I'm too sleepy to stay up. My sleepiness test is that if I couldn't read a book for more than a page or two without drifting off, I'm ready for bed. Most of the time when I go to bed, I'm asleep within three minutes. I lie down, get comfortable, and immediately I'm drifting off. Sometimes I go to bed at 9.30 p.m., other times I stay up until midnight. Most of the time I go to bed between 10 and 11 p.m. If I'm not sleepy, I stay up until I can't keep my eyes open any longer. Reading is an excellent activity to do during this time, since it becomes obvious when I'm too sleepy to read. When my alarm goes off every morning, I turn it off, stretch for a couple of seconds, and sit up. I don't think about it. I've learned that the longer it takes me to get up, the more likely I am to try to sleep in. So I don't allow myself to have conversations in my head about the benefits of sleeping in once the alarm goes off. Even if I want to sleep in, I always get up right away. After a few days of using this approach, I found that my sleep pattern settled into a natural rhythm. If I got too little sleep one night, I'd automatically be sleepier earlier and get more sleep the next night. And if I had lots of energy and wasn't tired, I'd sleep less. My body learned when to knock me out because it knew I would always get up at the same time and that my wake-up time wasn't negotiable. A side effect was that on average, I slept about 90 minutes less per night, but I actually felt more well-rested. I was sleeping almost the entire time I was in bed. I read that most insomniacs are people who go to bed when they aren't sleepy. 
If you aren't sleepy and find yourself unable to fall asleep quickly, get up and stay awake for a while. Resist sleep until your body begins to release the hormones that rob you of consciousness. If you simply go to bed when you're sleepy and then get up at a fixed time, you'll cure your insomnia. The first night you'll stay up late, but you'll fall asleep right away. You may be tired that first day from getting up too early and getting only a few hours of sleep the whole night, but you'll slog through the day and will want to go to bed earlier that second night. After a few days, you'll settle into a pattern of going to bed at roughly the same time and falling asleep right away. So, if you want to become an early riser or just exert more control over your sleep patterns, then try this. Go to bed only when you're too sleepy to stay up and get up at a fixed time every morning. You just listened to the post titled How to Become an Early Riser by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now this article ended up being really popular. So Steve published part two where he goes into more detail but it's about 50% longer than a typical post I read here, so I haven't decided if I'll be reading it yet. If you like this one and want to hear part two, let me know. You can comment on this episode at oldpodcast.com or get in touch with me there. Just as a reminder, if you like the format of this show, check out Optimal Living Daily to learn more about habit building, minimalism, mindfulness, productivity, and lots more. It's actually hosted by my brother. Check out Optimal Finance Daily to learn more about personal money management in non-technical terms. And definitely check out Optimal Startup Daily if you have your own business or are interested in starting one. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you so much for sharing this show with a family member, a friend. I'll be back tomorrow with a post from the ever-popular JC Dean. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show, and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. 
So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.